Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. Good evening, everyone. We are so glad you're here. I've been looking for this week. And uh, I'm going to be different at the end of it. I'm going to be different at the end of every service. But I could be completely unrecognizable by the end of the week, right? Hallelujah. We're so grateful for those of you who have taken the time and the effort to come. And we know this, the plan of God never disappoints on that. And whatever price is paid, it is so worth it. And uh, while we're here worshiping, God is where we need him to be working. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, I had a direction in my heart for these meetings, and uh, I was intending to start that tonight, and it ended up being more of an introductory, it seems, but we'll go with what God has for us. God said to me, coming into the year 2019, he said this, it's a new day. I like that. I'm ready for a new day. (laughs) And then he went on and said this, a new day of stepping into places in the spirit that will bring us, listen to that, stepping in, stepping in, stepping in to places in the spirit that will bring us into a greater flow, a fresh momentum that hits a stride. Hitting a stride in the spirit realm, in healing, in the gifts of healing. And then he said, ministers making strides in the gifts of the spirit. More skill and more operation of them. So I wanted to teach along that line this week. Because... uh, It's not enough that God said it. We have to go after what he said. It's not enough that he wants to do it or that he's laying that before us, but we have to do our part to recognize what that looks like and to move with it. I was prompted. Somebody gave me a a set, a three volume set that I'd never seen before. It was newly published just, I think, within the last year or two. And it was a compilation of the works of Amy Simple McPherson. And uh, there's so much that I haven't even tried to dive in yet much. But just glancing at the table of contents, I was prompted towards a certain one. And I wanted to read to you an account that happened to her in August of 1919. She was traveling by train to conduct a three-week crusade. Uh, Many other states, workers from other states, many other congregations were joining in to be a help in this crusade. And as she was traveling to it, the enemy, of course, as he will so faithfully do, started bombarding her mind and trying to, if he could say, get you under the weight of what you're going to be a part of to make you feel responsible in a way that you're not responsible, but... We should only do our part and know this, the great part is God's part. 
And um, she said that when this attack came against her mind, she immediately turned to the Lord. And basically the devil was telling her, you have no business conducting a crusade on this scale. Well, she hadn't even really begun at that point for the scale she ended up on. But she looked at that, she looked to the Lord and the Lord that she received what she called a divine telegraph. (laughs) And heaven quoted to her Galatians 6, 7. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And God went on to say to her, Regarding this crusade, sow seeds of salvation and you will reap a harvest of salvations. Sow seeds of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and that is exactly what you will reap. Sow the seeds of divine healing, specialize upon that and that is the harvest you will reap. Sow seeds of faith and you will reap faith. Sow seeds of praise and worship, broadcast your praises over the people with a lavish hand. And that is what you will reap. For praise is a match to the kindling wood and will sweep the entire meeting. I like that. Praise is a match to the kindling wood. And it will sweep the entire meeting, burning out formality, stiffness, and all hindrances from its path. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Let a man sow freedom and liberty... And freedom and liberty he will surely reap. Let him sow formality, unbelief, fear of the manifested power of God, and as sure as the sun in the heavens, bondage, formality, and fear of manifestations will be his harvest. Talk of the devil and his power, making him out to be a great powerful overcoming force, and you will soon get everybody's eyes on the devil and feel his dark clouds settling over the meeting. Every time you talk of the devil's power, it takes people's thoughts and eyes from Jesus. And it focuses them on the devil. You are sowing his seeds. And that will bring forth thistles, thorns, and depression in your meetings. He said, but lift up Jesus, the victorious, all-conquering Christ, the triumphant son of the living God. Exalt him in his power. Broadcast the seeds of his mighty victory. I like that phrase. Broadcast the seeds of his mighty victory, encouragement, hope, and love until all the people hear and see him. And it makes the feeble heart victor over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Sow seeds that gets people's eyes upon themselves, their failures, their helplessness, their weaknesses, lay upon them depressing burdens that are grievous to hear. Talk of the flesh and the devil and that's what you'll reap. A a poor, frail, anemic, stoop-shouldered harvest of weaklings, afraid of the devil. Ever afraid that he's going to pull this or pull that on them. Afraid to take any liberty in the meetings. Afraid to clap their hands, afraid to rejoice, afraid to praise. Almost afraid of their own voice and shadow. But turn your back deliberately upon the devil. I like that phrase. Deliberately. Meaning you 
might recognize some things he's trying to oppose, but deliberately you do something. You know, the devil's very deliberate in what he does. How much more so we should be deliberate. But turn your back deliberately upon the devil with his dark shadows, his doubts and claims of despair. Turn your face toward Jesus and in his liberty, tell of the freedom and joy in him. Revel in his great strength and glory. Here is the word. Here is the inexhaustible supply of seed to sow, uh, to sow that is bread for the eater. So faith, hope, love, praise, victory, and freedom. So prayer, assurance, righteousness, salvation, the Holy Spirit, and the power of his great name. And such will be your harvest both in this time and eternity. I like that. So basically, God is saying, you get to author what you eat. Isn't he saying that? Now, he was talking to her as a minister that was responsible as the head over the crusade. But you know what? We're responsible for the head over our own lives, our own families, what goes on. Amen. So since it's true for the preacher and meetings they conduct, it's also true for every believer. For our own personal lives, what we sow in our lives, what we sow in our homes, what we sow in our marriages, what we sow in our families, what we sow in our children, what we sow to our employer, what we sow in our business, what we sow in our marriages, what we sow in our relationships, what we sow in our thoughts, what we sow in our words, what we sow in our conversations. So we will reap of it. Amen. And as ministers, if we're not seeing what the word is showing us, we should be reaping. We need to change what we're sowing. Uh, I believe Pastor Debbie told me something, helped me on this, that Dr. Sumrall said that if if I need revelation on something, I start teaching it. Why? Because as you teach, it starts drawing out. Why? You start reaping what you're sowing. So many times we think we have to be completely excellent and perfect at something before we bring it out. Well, we we need to know it's the word for sure. But sometimes, you know, you you can have glimpses of it, but the more we preach on it, the more it comes out. And uh, every minister who's, especially in traveling, I get to many times preach the same message to the congregation because God has me to bring a message for a season. And so I get this wonderful benefit of preaching it and preaching it and preaching it. And it never comes out the same. And every time that it's preached, there's more added on. And uh, so because of that, when God said it's a new day and it's a new day in the spirit for us, I want to keep teaching on that. So we keep getting more light on that. So that at the end of the, of the year, we don't say, hmm, what did we leave on the table? Yeah. So I, I was endeavoring, I was intending to start a particularly a different way. Uh, this, well, this same direction, but go, go from a different launching pad. But he prompted me this way. Turn with me, if you would, to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there were just a few of the words that kept standing out to me that I want us to dig around at. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 
7 says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But until you go a little further tonight, uh, the Holy Ghost stopped me back at this seventh verse. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Let's look at this, these words. But the manifestation, notice this, God longs to manifest. And if he's not manifesting, he's not able to do what he longs to do. Because the manifestation is what he longs to do. He wants to manifest. And this is how the spirit manifests himself. Listen, if this was how he manifested back then, this is still how he manifests. That's right. That's right. And we don't determine uh, how he manifests. God determines. Amen. And we see this, but the manifestation of the spirit, look at this, it's given. You know what that means? It's not under our control. That's right. It's given. That's right. You can't determine when somebody gives you something. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. So that's why we always want to be careful that if someone implies that they can operate with a gift of the Spirit or a manifestation of the Spirit whenever they want, that's not this Spirit. That's not this Spirit. Because it's given, it's not controlled. There's no on and off switch. There's no assurance that any particular service you can prophesy over someone and it be the Lord. You, any of these nine manifestations that are listed are totally and completely and utterly within the control of the Spirit. That's why they have to be given. They can't be picked up and utilized anytime we want. All we can do is position ourselves so that we can receive what's given. But we, can, we do not determine when and how and the frequency of these manifestations and be, weir, be, a, be, a, be wary of anyone who implies that they're in their ministry they can. Because it's not the Bible operation. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. And this word stood out huge to me, to profit. To profit. <laughs> um, this lets us know God's idea for his people is that we profit. If we're not profiting, something's wrong in our flow. At the end of a quarter or at the end of a year, a business will print out what they call a profit and loss sheet. If there's not profit, there's loss. <laughs> you say, well, I didn't lose money. Yeah, but you should have gained. So just staying where you're at is loss. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
Isn't that right? If there's the opportunity to profit and you don't profit, there is loss because there's profit that could have been had that wasn't received or laid hold of. Amen. God's plan for his people is that there's profit. Amen. And uh, if we're not, if we don't have our minds renewed to these, the manifestation of the spirit, we will be fearful of operating in them. To be fearful toward these things shows an unrenewed mind toward them. Any area that you're fearful about and any, in any arena, you need to renew your mind so that fear can't get in. So we need to make sure that we're not fearful about operating in these things. We need, you say, what if I mess up? You will. Why? Because we're still developing. Amen. But the more we develop, the less we mess up. And I would rather, if I were an employer of a, just a, a, a regular business, I would rather my employees endeavor to cause profit in the business than not cause it because they didn't want to mess up. Wouldn't you be, as an employer, more forgiving towards someone who at least tried to bring increase than someone who just protected what they were doing because they didn't want to mess up? That's a liability. To have that mentality. So if we're fearful or unskillful in cooperating with the Spirit's manifestations, others don't get the profit they should have had. Yeah. Because there are these manifestations are so people can receive what they don't have. If you profit, it's Money, if, if a business profits, they are now, a, they are taking in money they didn't previously have. Right. Isn't that right? That's right. That's right. Or it's not profit. Yeah. Right. If you spent $50,000 on your business in a month and you made $50,000, you didn't profit. Because you only replenished. So when the gifts of the Spirit go into manifestation, you won't be like you were. You won't just come back up to where you've always been. You're going to exceed for there to be profit. Amen. So let's look at these manifestations, the way the Spirit manifests himself. Verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit... The word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is dealing with future events, future things that, uh, things that are of the future. And uh, deals with the future. Amen. To another, now think of this. If someone only knew what was coming, how would they handle something differently? How would they handle it? Differently. 
See, and if, if we will yield to the operation of this word of wisdom, when the spirit is moving that way, we can't say, oh, I, you know, I just don't want to, I just don't want, I, I'm just cautious about telling that person. Well, you might need to be aware of how you say it or where you say it or when you say it, because those things have to be handled in wisdom. But to decide to withhold is to cause the, prof, the person it was intended for to now move into the lost column. They left the prophet column. Now they're in the lost column. And they might not have even known that they could have changed columns if we would have obeyed and followed what the Spirit said. Who are we to decide that someone is not permitted to profit because we're afraid? Who gave us that authority? That authority is not given with these manifestations. Well, I just didn't want to say it. Well, it's called needing to renew the mind. Because when our minds are renewed, we see these things as God sees them. Um, thinking of one in particular, I heard years ago um, a, a well-known minister, he had a television ministry years ago, and he was uh, quite on the forefront and had large crowds, and he, he was really more of a, had more of an evangelistic type flow. And um, right in the middle of his sermons, because I mean, he was mesmerizing. When he would preach, I mean, he would have that congregation in the palm of his hand, so to speak. He was skillful with the delivery of his messages and of the word. And Right in the middle, he said one time, he was in a big, huge convention center, and the word came to him and said, there's a young man here. Now see, how many of you know that's not a word of wisdom, that's a word of knowledge. The word of knowledge is dealing with the past or present. It's not something you know about the past or something you know about the present, it's something you didn't know and the Spirit revealed it to you. The word of wisdom deals with the future. The word of knowledge deals with the past and the present. So these things will work together many times. So the Spirit of God said to him, there is a young man here. Now see, that's a word of knowledge. That is going to commit suicide. Now that's a word of wisdom. Because now he's letting you know what is going to happen in the future. Right. But the word of knowledge is that that man is here. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he thought, well, I just, I'm going to finish my sermon. Because he was in the flow of preaching that. And he thought he would wait till the end. And when he finished his sermon, an usher came up and said to him in his ear and said, there's an emergency a young man went into one of the restrooms and committed suicide. And because he delayed, someone that could have profited was lost. You see. Now that's a dramatic, uh, that's a dramatic example of that, 
But when God has profit for someone, yeah. it's not up to us to decide they can't have it. Amen. Amen. A renewed mind yeah. cannot decide I'm authorized to withhold profit from someone. These are serious things, aren't they? So to profit from the word of wisdom would be something's coming. Get ready for it. Now, my husband and I had believed for a particular home. God had told me for eight years prior that there was another home he had for us. We believed for that. We moved into it. At the end of four years, and I thought it could be our lifelong home. And at the end of four years, the Spirit of God began to deal with me about selling that home. Well, he was giving me an instruction. Why? Because he knew something about the future. And I went to my husband and I said, I, I don't know why, but it just keep, the Spirit's dealing with me about selling this home. And I said, it does not make sense. I tell you, it makes no sense. We have taken eight years of building our faith and, and calling and believing God. And we got in it. And it's almost like you just feel like you just got your, your boxes unpacked. I'm just trying to find out where everything goes, you know. And now, all of a sudden, there's this change. Now... Ed said, well, this, is, this home is something God's always led you on. So he said, I'm going to follow your lead in this. If you feel like we need to sell it, we'll sell it. If you want to stay, we'll stay. And I said, well, I, God just keeps dealing with me about selling it. And so we put it on the market. We bought another home, ended up eventually selling that home. And the day Ed went home to be with the Lord, now I see the wisdom God was bringing me into profit. It looked like loss. Don't decide when God leads you to do something that that's stepping back. You have no idea what is, how you're going to profit in the future. By stepping back, cutting back, redirecting, whatever the word is, uh, and I kept saying, uh, the, the home we, we had, it was, uh, it was a large home. And Ed doubled it and made it twice as large as it was. <laughs> and so the home that we ended up in, it was smaller home. But just know this, a downsize doesn't mean a downgrade. Amen. And God may tell you to downsize something, but that doesn't mean it's a downgrade. But if you think wrong, we can dismiss what God's trying to get us to profit from. And the day Ed went home to be with the Lord, God said, I knew this was coming. And he says, I did not want you to be in the position of having that, night, that home that you were responsible for. And I thought, how thoughtful. How thoughtful. He knew I had enough to deal with at that transition to not have this large home that one person could not occupy. How thoughtful. How thoughtful. But if you listen to your head, the devil will say, you're losing, you're downgrading, you're stepping back, 
That's not faith. You better not go by what the push is on the mind or he will steal your profit from you. He will steal your profit from you. Is, is what you hear always what you want to hear? Maybe not, but if you'll listen, you'll profit. Amen. If God is telling you your child is going to end up this way, you better listen and not put, try to put a faith confession on it. Amen. You better listen. Amen. Do what he says to do. Amen. Deal with it. Don't just make a faith statement if he's telling you to deal with it. Pastors, if God gives you a word of wisdom that such and such is going to cause a problem, oh, but they're my friend. You better listen to him. You better listen to him. Because there's profit for you and there's loss for you if we don't accept the profit. It's either profit or loss in this. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit. And every man that listens to the Spirit will profit. Every man. Every man. Saved or unsaved. Because I mean, God can give a warning to somebody that's not even saved. He may even have you to give a warning to someone that's not even saved. And if they'll listen, that man will profit. <laughs> because the, 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 uh, listening to the Spirit will cause everyone to profit that listens. Everyone to listen. So think of this wonderful manifestation of the Spirit the word of wisdom, to know the future. You know the future and everything the devil plans against you is derailed. It never, even though some things may still happen, it cannot have its intended effect when you know it. When you know ahead of time. Isn't this wonderful? Now, Dad Hagen taught us this. The word tells us to covet earnestly the best gifts. And he would say to us, the best gift is the gift you need at that moment. But specifically, the best gift is what you need at that moment. But generally, if you don't have a need, the best gift is the word of wisdom. Because when you know the future, <laughs> you're never off guard. You're never unprepared. You're always, you're always ready for anything that comes. So the word of wisdom to be able to help someone with where their future is, is a prophet. That's why we need to be ready to listen. How many times have I stood in front in all these years of ministry on the road and in this church as well. And every time this has happened and, uh, I wouldn't know um, how many times I have stood in front of people on the road and in a ministry line, I get in front of somebody and said, be very careful who you marry. Oh, come on. Nearly every single time Amen. I've said, are you dating anyone? They say I'm engaged. Wow. Wow. Nearly every single time. Wow. Wow. And then they would say, well, I'm going to pray about it. No, 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 no. You, you understand? You understand that you're, 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 you're going to have loss if you, if you dismiss yep. profit. Yep. 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 Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And only a handful of times have they 
profited. Now, if someone does not regard or accept or receive what God shows you for them, that is nothing to you personally. That's right. That is none of your business. I don't take it personally. When I counsel people in the congregation in the past, I would say to them, because sometimes you're dealing with some very difficult situations or serious situations for them. And some would say, you know, well, this is what I want to do. And I'd say, I, I, I want you to know I'm counseling you differently than what you're planning to do. But let me just say this. Just know that when I see you next Sunday, I love you just as much as I did before we started talking. Because this is, I don't, I don't base my love for you on whether you listen to me or not. I don't take it personally. It does not become a personal offense to me if you don't do my counsel. My counsel is just something I offer. It's up to you what you choose. The manifestations of the Spirit are something God offers. Amen. So if someone, if I give someone what I believe is a word from the Lord, whether it's a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, and they, they go a different direction, the next time I see them, no offense. I don't even think about it because it was for your profit, not mine. I'm still profiting. Amen. So don't become personally involved in this with your... Amen. It means... I want you to profit, but just know this. I love you whether you take this or not. And thank God, God loves us whether we take it or not. <laughs> For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. My, 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 the prophet that comes from knowing the future. The Holy Ghost will show us things to come is what John 16 says. To another, the word of wisdom. To know and properly diagnose what some people need to, need to see about themselves sometimes. Sometimes people think it's this that's tripping them up, but a word of knowledge can say, it's this. And you can sit and they can for years try to deal with this thing over here, and that's not what, he, what is even tripping them up. They think that they're having just physical problems and if they could get the right medicine, the right doctor, when it was this open door of how you handled a certain situation way over here, the devil wants you to keep hitting at the wrong door for your exit out of your situation. But the word of knowledge can help people pinpoint something in the past or something that's in the present that is hindering their, their, their progress. Amen. Amen. So for to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit. This is not saving faith that everyone gets a measure of faith at the new birth. This is a special faith and the way Smith Wigglesworth described it. I love it. He said, when I use and spend all my faith, in a certain direction, I've gone as far as my faith can go, then another faith comes and meets my faith. 
But notice, I like this. He, he gives us some instruction. If we're not using all of our faith, then a special faith won't come. And it, it's, it's not being lax toward faith and then expecting the gift of faith to come in and do what we weren't even exercising with our saving faith. Does that make sense? When we're doing all with our faith and we're, we're using our faith, then another faith will come and make up the difference. The special faith, that gift of faith. Uh, and I'm not really going to take time and talk about these gifts in detail because that's not what God has for us specifically this week because you'll find out tomorrow night more of where we're going to be headed. But to another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Think of the prophet in the gifts of healing. Think of the prophet. It's amazing. How many of us would be in a different place than we are if it weren't for the gifts of healing that had stepped in and rescued us? Amen. I, uh, I, w I was having... Um, I was having some kind of symptoms. I don't know how long it went on. And at one point I got up and I just, I called Pastor Ruby. We were to head out early one morning and I, I was just so exhausted. I said, I, I can't get out of bed. And before I had, before I waked up, I saw myself getting a blood transfusion. I had a dream and saw myself getting a blood transfusion. And so I, uh, I called Pastor Ruby. I said, I can't, I can't, I just can't get out of bed this morning to make that flight. And uh, so I ended up going to the doctor and, um, you know, they, they just, they basically said, yeah, you're, you're in line for a blood transfusion. I thought I don't want to get on the road and not be able to keep going. And uh, so I, so that was, I think on a Thursday and on a Sunday, uh, Dr. Michael Jacobs was to be down at the Ramos's church. And Morgan said to me on Sunday afternoon, do you want to go? with me to the meetings down there. And I was so exhausted. And I said, yeah, I'll go with you because I can sit in, I can sit in a meeting and be tired just like I can sit at home and be tired. You know? But a gift of healing that night went into operation. And he walked over and spoke directly describing every symptom speaking to it by the Spirit. He didn't know, but he spoke every symptom by the Spirit. And within moments, I could, I could, it was like something on the inside, like filled up and I was back to full. Thank God for the gifts of healing. The prophet that came from that. The prophet of not having to go back on Monday to the doctor, then go back on Thursday, then go get blood work. <laughs> the prophet of bypassing the system of the world. My, my, my. Can I just say, when you don't feel good, just show up. Just show up. If we can just talk you into just showing up. I can't tell you the number of times people could have and 
could have and should have received a gift of healing if they would have had just the show up faith. I know Stephen was preaching one time and said, where is such and such? In the middle of the service, they said, well, they got sick and left and went home. And he said, I had healing for them. Had healing. God told me to pray for them and got up and left because they felt tired in the service. Just show up and stay. Show up and stay. Well, I don't feel good. Well, you can feel bad in a church service just like you can feel bad in the car and feel bad at home. It's just a location issue. Changing locations doesn't change the way you feel. But staying where the gifts of the Spirit, can, where you can profit, can change everything. The gifts of the Spirit are not going to operate in your car and at home. Get to where they operate. Can you assure me that if I'm there, that a gift of the Spirit will go into operation? No, but I can assure you to stay sick if you stay home. Yeah. The prophet that's connected to these wonderful gifts. And, and, and it's so impressive, these gifts. I'm, the Holy Spirit, it just keeps impressing and impressing. And the more you see him operate, the more impressed you get with him. And people, I can't tell you the number of times. Listen, when the Spirit says something, he's right. Yes. Now, can people miss it? Sure. Humans can miss it because he works through imperfect vessels, but he's always right. Yes. And I can't tell you the number of times I saw people argue with my husband in a healing line. <laughs> that they had a condition. Nope, not me. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> and then afterwards, the pastor said, I don't know what in the world they're talking about. You know, we've been dealing with it, but <laughs> to agree with the spirit is not a lack of faith. Amen. <laughs> Because people think, well, I don't want to get out of faith. I'm believing for healing. Yes, it's your believing that prompted the Holy Ghost to manifest that way. <laughs> and all of us pastors could probably say somebody has argued with us. Stay with what the Spirit says. I love what I was preaching sometime several years ago in a certain church. And I was preaching on the prophet that's connected to following the Spirit and receiving of what the Spirit says. And right in the middle of the service, the pastor gets up and walks out. And I'm thinking, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've had people walk out. That's no big deal. But when the pastor walks out on you, <laughs> you try to, okay, I, I did not see that. I'm ignoring that. And I'm staying in the flow type thing. And after the service, he said, while you were preaching about the prophet that is from obeying the Holy Ghost and receiving what he says, he said, for the longest time I've had the, the Spirit of God telling me there's a certain person in my church that's living an unclean, immoral life. And he thought, I decided I'm dealing with it right now. I'm going to profit right now in the middle of the service. But I love what he did. 
he went back and I, I don't know if they were out in the lobby or they were somewhere where he could reach them in the middle of the service. And he called them out and said, the spirit of God's been telling me and has for some time that you've been living this alternate lifestyle. No, not me. The spirit has been telling me that you've been living this immoral life. No, not me. You're wrong. The spirit's not wrong. And he stayed with it as long as he stayed with it and he stayed with it and stayed with it and got that out of his church. And there's profit when you get uncleanness out of the church. But see, if you listen to some people, believe the spirit. I said, believe the spirit. And it takes boldness on your part to believe even when people sit, stand in your face and tell you, no, you missed it. We're not trying to be the one right. But we know this, the spirit is right. And if he says it, let every, God is true, let every man be found a liar. But God's true. Amen. So, this, anyway. That, that we were trying to talk about the gifts of the spirit, but there you go. I mean, the gifts of healing, but there you go. And what I meant to say is sometimes when the spirit of God tells you there's something wrong with somebody's body, just because they say no, doesn't mean they're right. Sometimes there can be a condition there they're not aware of or has been misdiagnosed. But if you'll stay with it. Amen. And not back down, then somebody will profit. Amen. And then verse 10 to another, the working of miracles. I, I, I think it's interesting. It doesn't say the appearing of miracles. Because most people think about a mir- miracles as an appearance. A miracle showed up. But here it says a miracle is worked. Implying that it can be a process. Amen. Amen. I mean, Peter received a miracle of walking on the water and lost a miracle. Right? So that, that was a process being worked. How many times there have been, there's been profit because there's been a miracle power that people received. Another to another prophecy. How many lives have been rescued? How many have been encouraged, rescued? Because someone came with a prophecy that let them know, hey, there's hope for your life. When, when there's bombardment and it looks like everything's going the wrong direction. To another discerning of spirits. That when somebody says, I, I, I don't know what's the matter with me. I... I I don't know for my whole life. It just seems like every time I get a job, I lose it. It seems like every time this happens, this other thing happens. And thankfully, we can abort by a discerning of spirit going into operation. The devil gets, he gets nailed. He gets nailed. Yeah. Uh, To another, diverse kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. So when tongues are given, 
the interpretation comes and the profit that comes from that. Yeah, amen. 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 So we're going to dive in talking about two of these um, this week, if the Spirit of God permits us to go this way. And we're going to talk about the spirit of seeing and knowing. Amen. Because 2019 is supposed to be a new day for us. Amen. And I refuse to end up in December with any old days. Amen. All new. Amen. New days. Amen. New days. Amen. Now notice, remember what the Spirit of God said and I read to you. A new day of stepping into places in the Spirit. Amen. To step into places in the Spirit are places of profit. Because the prophet is, the spirit is only, he's only working with profit. He's not working with loss. And if we, if there's any loss, we veered from moving with the spirit in some way. So a new day of stepping into places in the spirit that will bring us into a greater flow. Notice we have to step into these places before we're in that greater flow. Amen. A fresh momentum, look at this, that hits a stride. Hitting a stride in the spirit realm, in healing, in the gifts of healing. Ministers making strides in the gifts of the spirit. More skill and more operation of them. Amen. Stand with me to your feet. I just had it in my heart to just kind of introduce where we're headed. But this afternoon, that healing anointing came into my hand. And when that comes into my hand, I know that there's healing that is to be manifested. And how many of you know people will profit from that? Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for these wonderful workings, manifestations of your spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here to bring into being the prophet that God authored for us. That no one in this place during this week, we need to leave without that which needs to be turned from loss. It can be turned to profit. Holy Spirit, we recognize you in this place. We recognize your movement, your manifestation, and we say this, we desire it. We're hungry. We're hungry for it. We're hungry for it. Now, let, let me say this. Dad Hagen sat in the back room here when he was with us in 2003, and he said to us, the gifts of the Spirit do not manifest because people pray for them. He said, gifts of the Spirit come into manifestation when people are hungry for them. So you have to teach people to be hungry for them. And then the first verse of 1 Corinthians 12, it says, Brethren, I would not have you ignorant concerning spiritual gifts or things pertaining to the Spirit. Ignorance will keep them from operating. Ignorance will hinder the Holy Spirit from the way He wants to manifest. So the two things we have to deal with is be hungry and get rid of ignorance. Amen. 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 
Amen. Because you can pray and pray and pray, but if you're still ignorant, you can't cooperate with the way he wants to manifest. You can pray and pray and pray, but if people don't desire them. Now, all gifts of the Spirit, people think many times it's, you're going to get a new car next week. You're going to get a new job. You're going to get a new house. But I've stood in front of people and God would say, if you don't quit living unclean, you're going to live up, you're going to end up on the spiritual junk heap. You see, that's profit. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. You see, we say we want gifts of the spirit, but gifts of the spirit need to, you need, we need to recognize that sometimes gifts of the spirit bring adjustments so we can profit. That's right. Amen. Amen. So some, when we say we're hungry, we have to say we're hungry for all, (laughs) all what he might have for us, not just the things that are easy to hear. Because listen, he's not trying to hurt anyone, but he's got to get us all to a place to where we can really move into the abundance, the abundant life that he has for us. And sometimes there's adjustments and corrections and we have to say, I'm hungry for that. I'm hungry for that. I'm hu- I want to be right. I want to be right. Amen. That means if somebody corrects me, I'll say, thank you for helping me. And we need to realize as ministers that if God tells us something that's corrective in nature as a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, we have to renew our minds and say, if this is helping them, even if they don't recognize it, I recognize it as divine help and not step back. Now there has to be, as I said, wisdom in how you deliver it, when you deliver it. The method is delivered, absolutely, because the Holy Ghost isn't out to embarrass people. And he's not out to shame people, but just know this, if we'll obey him, how many of us, how much the body of Christ and the world would profit from our obedience. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your word. We thank you that... We say it's a new day for us. We're stepping in. We're stepping in to places that you have available to us. We take those places. And Father, this week, whatever you may say to us to help us further into that new day, we go with you in that. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We're not here to stay the way we were. We're here to make changes, to go further into your glory. And we welcome that. We're hungry for it. We thank you for it. Now, Jesus, we're so grateful. You're such a wonderful healer. We thank you for healing power. We thank you that the gifts of healing manifested for the profit, the benefit, the increase of those who need it. We honor the flow of that manifestation. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Who is it that has knee problems? Raise your hand real quickly right where you're at. 
you have knee problems, raise your hand real high because I want to be able to see how many we're, we're addressing. Right there where you're at, release your faith. It's not just about the Spirit doing something. It's about us releasing our faith also. So I speak those knees you be whole in Jesus' name. Every bit of the pain, every bit of the stiffness, every bit of the difficulty, everything that is out of place, be whole, be normal, be in place, operate as you should. Function and be whole in Jesus' name. Now right where you're at, I want you moving, that, move, moving those knees up and down. Whether you stand on your toes, whether you lift your knees, whether you jump, whatever you do, give action. Give action to that anointing. We're not checking to see if it worked. We're giving action to that anointing. Amen. We're acting. We're acting. Faith is an act. Amen. And Dad Hagen said, the more you do it, the more you can do it. Amen. We thank you, Father. Who is it that you've had problems right here in the lower back? It seems to me it's more on the right side. But you've had problems in the lower back. It's effect Raise your hand real high over here. Raise it real high so I can see. Hallelujah. Release your faith right now. Right now. I speak to those backs you behold. In Jesus' name. Every bit of the stiffness. Every bit of the pain. Every bit of the hindrance, every bit of the difficulty, every bit of the inflammation, you go in Jesus' name. Now, right where you're at, move that around. Move around. Give action to that anointing. Move it around. Move side to side, twist, whatever you need to do, give action to that anointing. Somebody, you're being healed right now in your ear. Who is that? Raise your hand right now. You say, I need healing in my ear. Re receive that. Release your face. Say, I take that. I take that. I receive that. It's mine. It's mine. I speak to those ears. You be open. You be whole. You function as you ought. Any pain be gone. Any hearing loss, you be free in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. There's somebody that you've had pain and headaches. It seems like it's directly behind the eyes. I don't know if it has to do with your eye pressure or what, but there's been pain behind the eye area. Who is that? Raise your hand over here. Raise your hand real high so I can see. I speak to those eyes. You be whole in Jesus' name. Every bit of that pain, you leave their body right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Somebody in the very back of their throat, you've been having ongoing problems. I don't know if it's infections I don't know if there's some kind of muscle back there or something that's in the very back of your throat. You've had some kind of difficulty and it's way back there. Who is that? Raise your hand over here. Uh, several over here, over here. I speak to those throats. You be whole in Jesus name. Every bit of that difficulty, you leave their bodies in Jesus name. Now just receive it by faith. Say, I received that. Thank you for it, Father. 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 Just lift up your hands and worship Him tonight. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Now, I, this word came to me, and I know many people can, can ascribe it to them, certainly in some ways, but this one, stiffness in such a way that it almost renders you immobile. 
so stiff. And I don't know if it's your back. I don't know if it's your joints. I just had that word stiffness. And it seems like to me it's very dramatic in how it affects your body. Who is that 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 would apply to? It's almost, it renders you immobile at some times. Over here, yeah, several of you. I speak to those bodies. You behold every bit of that, every bit of that difficulty. Leave their bodies in Jesus' name. You leave their bodies right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for healing, Jesus. Now move that part of the body around. Do something. Do something that your body said you couldn't do. You do it. The more you do it, the more you can do it. Give action to that anointing. We thank you, Father. Move it around. Move it around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. There's somebody that at the base of the skull, I don't know if it's been out of place. I don't know. Uh, I don't quite know the situation there, but there's a condition at the base of the skull that has been uh, very troubling. Raise your hand if that's you. We thank you, Father. I speak to that. Every bit of that difficulty, leave them in Jesus' name. The pain, the stiffness, anything out of place, you behold in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. And any of the ladies in here and you have found lumps or growths in your breast, just raise your hand. It may or may not be malignant, but any kind of lump, any kind of growth, there's healing right now for you. There's healing power right now working. Just reach up your hand and receive it. I speak to those lumps, those growths, dry up at the root. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you leave them. I thank you, Father. I thank you for it, 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 Father. Now, I don't, I, don't, I don't know the correct terminology for this, but uh, something with the bladder, that it has, it's, it's out of place. It's not where it should be. It has, I don't know if they call it a fallen bladder or what, to where it's giving, it's just not properly positioned. Just raise your hand and receive. God knows how to correct something. He knows how to correct it. Just reach up your hand and receive that I speak to those internal organs. I speak to those bladders. You be exactly as you should be. You be whole in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Uh, I don't know. Where, Morgan, is that microphone handy? I don't know where that microphone is. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Pastor Debbie, you've got something. You might not know it, but come up here. It'll it'll come to you. Call that out, what God has for somebody. Just raise up your hands and worship the Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Someone has been suffering from extreme depression. I mean, you've been really, really depressed, burdened down. Raise your hands if that's you. There's no shame in that. Yeah. That that's real. Have them come up and you lay hands on them. Come on up here. Let me yeah. lay hands on you. If you've been suffering from depression, 
If you've never experienced that, that's not fun at all. But thank you, Father. I glorify you. I magnify you. Pastor Bill, when I was standing right there, could you come up here? I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, but there's such a a strong anointing on you, especially when you go out of the country. But what you have experienced now is going to increase and it will impact many. And Father, I glorify you and I magnify you for that increased anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for it. Is it all? Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We lift up. We lift you up, Jesus. We worship you. We magnify you. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Just lift up your hands and worship me. Go ahead. Is there anyone that you're dealing with sinuses and you're feeling dizzy? I, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Somehow that the blockage and everything, and it can mess up your equilibrium, and you just start to feel dizzy. Is there anyone in here? Come up and let me lay hands on you. Tonight, right when we got ready to come here, we started to get dressed, and all of a sudden, it's like I, almost like I began to lose my balance. And I appreciate what Pastor Nancy said. You know, even when you, you, you don't feel good, you just come. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get in that anointing, it just goes away. But the Spirit of God reminded me of it. Yeah. And he said, you know, Brother Hagen taught us that. Sometimes sure. you'll begin to feel something. You, you'll have a symptom yourself.
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Several times, a couple of times while I was ministering, I kept having a, a, a thought toward this young man. Uh, Dana, are, where are you back there? You have that, that young fellow with you. The two of you come up here, would you? Forgive me, tell me again your name. Gus, yeah, come up here. This young man, he's just come, I think, was Sunday your first time? A couple more times. It's just, I haven't been here, have I? <laughs> this young man, he, he breaks horses, rides horses. Uh, a horse kicked him in the throat, crushed his voice box, and he's gone through several uh, surgeries, and there's quite a dramatic surgery that is planned for him. But I thank God for his power. Amen. Uh, any, any of you ministers that there's something with bones or something that God, Pastor Jay, does God deal with you with that? Come up. Maybe you can, maybe, uh, Dana, maybe you can help explain his situation to Pastor Jay. He was cutting trail in Montana where I go to give clinics. His dad runs the dude's train of 80. His, his father and him run the dude string of 80 horses. He was cutting the trail in the backcountry in Montana, stepped off his horse to clear the trail, and a bear scared his horse. He reached to grab the lead rope that was dragging. The horse kicked him here. He saved his own life and drug himself back on his horse, rode a mile and a half down to the clearing where someone was there, and he was not able to breathe, not able to talk. He was, they life-flighted him to Billings. They immediately took him. He, he passed away many times on the way. They, they did an emergency trach, took him into Salt Lake City, and he was in the hospital for probably six weeks. So he's already seen a lot of miracles, though. He's, he, he, he saved his own life. And yeah. one time his mother told me that he came to her work in Big Sky and all of a sudden couldn't breathe. The trach had clogged up. Uh -huh. he, he ripped it out and poked it back in to give him so airway. Right now the, the doctors want to reshape the voice box open airways, I believe break is, his oxygen isn't like it should be. There yeah. isn't like, uh -huh. and yes, they want to do Sure. Because I was standing there and the Lord was started reminding me of a lady in our church years ago. Actually, Pastor, you were there ministering. And, but she had had, um, I think it's called lupus or something. Anyway, it was a disease where it just started destroying tissues. And an angel came and stood beside me and said, I want you to minister to her as well as Pastor Nancy. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I I didn't understand mm -hmm. that. And the sure. Lord rebuked me later and he said there was something additional right. in the area of the creative. Mm -hmm. And I was standing there thinking about that. And it, was just, it just kept coming to me. And I believe it's because God wants to recreate yeah. Yeah. what is damaged. Yeah. in your throat Absolutely. or voice box or whatever. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Father, we, we lay hands on his throat and voice box. Oh, ooh, ooh, thank you for recreating. Recreating yeah. the miracle power to recreate what was damaged yes. and restore it yes. to normal for his voice to function normal in the name of Jesus. Yes. In the name you, of Jesus. Thank you, Father. So, Gus, the, you don't have to do anything except say, thank you, Jesus, for working on me. Thank you, Jesus, that you're doing the work. 
That's all you have to do. I mean, when you leave this place, when you're laying in bed, you don't have to figure out anything. You don't have to wonder about anything. All you have to do is say, thank you for working in me. Thank you for my new voice box. That's all you have to do. All right. He made it so easy for us. We're so glad you're here. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just, let's just raise up our hands and thank him tonight. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We praise the Lord. We praise the Lord. Oh, we praise the Lord. Everything is easy for God. Everything. Everything. Everything is easy for God. Now, when we renew our minds to that, we quit treating things hard. Just because they're hard for man. God is not in man's category. <laughs> he does not have man's limitations. Everything is easy for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gus, the power of God's working in you. We're believing with you. Believing with you. That miracle power is working, 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 working. We thank you. And every single one of you that raised your hand tonight with some kind of condition, that power of God is working in you. I want that if you raised your hand for any kind of condition, anything that was called out, and you can already tell a difference. Now, sometimes that difference has shown up quickly. Sometimes it, t it shows up more so over time. But if you can already tell that you're healed or it just even a difference, raise your hand real high. So we raise it real, real high. I want everybody look around. Everybody look around and look at the prophet of the manifestations of the Spirit of God. Amen. Look around. Keep your hands up real high so everyone can see. We want the devil to know what we know. We know, we know, we know. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.